Thank you, Cliff. Curtis. Last was linked with the uh, first two words of the Lord's Prayer, Our Father. Mm-hmm. And uh, it never, it never um, occurred to me, like it did last week, how that, that was a very, very new idea uh, that Jesus introduced. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees hated it about him. It probably was the key that um, made them want to crucify him. And in the Lord's Prayer, he doesn't just say, my Father, he says, our Father. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a blessed, blessed concept to be, to be a child. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Thank you. Two more. I'm grateful this morning for the blood. Mm-hmm. The song that we sang this morning, uh, When the Rose Called Up Yonder, I think sometimes we sing this hymn, so we just kind of sing over them. Mm-hmm. But are we are we sure that we'll be there? Mm-hmm. Um, are we sure that we'll be covered by the blood? And yeah, just this week, as or just this morning, as we were singing that song, I was, I'm very thankful for the blood Amen. of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that um, because of what He did on the cross, that is the only reason that I can even stand a chance to stand before Him someday. Mm-hmm. And so, as a church, let's be sure we're covered by the blood. Amen. I love how you picked Psalm 139 and we're reading in Joseph's life this morning in God's sovereignty and I guess I, I'm just thankful that what we experience and the things we go through in life does not define us and um, it's God's faithfulness and um, he always writes a better story than we can and I think we, we remember that that our circumstances and um, Everything is taken care of with our, uh, who we are and our protection and our protection. Well, thank you for that. Let's stand and pray. <clears throat> our Father in heaven, we bow before you this morning, recognizing that you're a big God, well able to do anything you'd like to. Thank you for the invitation to be a child of yours, to be invited into a kingdom that really matters today, has mattered for years, and will matter for a long time. Thank you for the assurance of salvation that when when the role is called, by your grace, we'll be there. Thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives here in 2002. Thank you for 2020. Thank you for your um, marvelous grace, your continued uh, leading us as a father and as a child. I thank you for the healing that you've given Michael and protection that it wasn't worse. Thank you for the doctors and those who were able to help him. I pray for Sam and Marianne and Michael and the family that you would be close to them. Strengthen their faith. Help them, Lord, to just help all of us to resolve to trust you and to place us.
place ourselves in your good care. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may sit down. Good morning. Welcome each one to our time of Sunday school. Special welcome to the visitors here this morning. Hope you can join right in with us. <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for the devotions. Appreciate that. Doug, for those songs. We're going to start by lifting an offering, and it goes for Christian Aid Ministries Meat Canning Project. Doug, if we can have a song. Okay, the uh, adult Sunday school lesson for this morning is Genesis chapter 39. Uh, excited to be getting back into the life of Joseph. And this passage came up last week, but I had to think of it again. I think it applies to Joseph's life very much as well. Talking about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches, than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Uh, challenging chapter here, and, and I hope we can be challenged in our own walk with God. We'll start by dismissing the children to the classes up front. Preschool and primary classes in the front can be dismissed. And the basement classes, youth classes can be dismissed. And the rest of you can be dismissed.
Well, I guess I'm supposed to use this thing so that, so that I guess uh, the, my uh, view goes into all the world, huh? <clears throat> according to what they say. All right, well, it's good to be together this morning. Betsy and Sarah, I understand, have COVID, so I think we should pray for them. And uh, Benny, Benny also had it, so I guess it's not over yet. Thank God for his goodness to us and protecting us from <clears throat> these type of things. And um, yeah, there's things to pray about. Let's just pray right now. Father, bless this class and bless Betsy and Sarah and Benny. Father, we pray you we comfort them and heal them. <clears throat> Anybody else that's usually in this class isn't here this morning, bless Lydia wherever she is and comfort her heart too. Thank you for Jesus, our lovely Savior, in this passage of Scripture. Teach us to walk with you like Joseph did in the path of righteousness and holiness. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, this is quite a lesson, Genesis 39. I don't know how you found it, but I'll, I'll give this, first of all, a little bit of an outline for Genesis, <clears throat> kind of something I've made up some years ago, I guess. Uh, we have the beginning of the, the book of Genesis is just really a very important book. We have the beginning of the human race. Lots of beginnings there. We have no creation, beginning of mankind, and God reaching down and creating, and the beginning of what else? Sin, and the beginning of the redemption story, and the beginning of sacrifices, and how God uh, reached down and uh, pulled people to himself. And uh, especially, there's four main characters that are revealed in the book of uh, Genesis. Well, we have the creation story, the curse, the catastrophe, the co coalition, which is Genesis 10, 1 to 11, that means the Tar Babel. And then the beginning of the Hebrew race, calling of Abraham and the, the pilgrim that's the progenitor of Abraham and then we have the pilgrim uh, character of Isaac and we have the propagator of Jacob he was a propagator and then we have the provider of Joseph there's some more piece about Joseph Joseph was a pure man Joseph was a prisoner. Joseph was a provider. All those P's belong to Joseph. Uh, base, uh, there's so many chapters in the book of Genesis about Abraham, especially, and Joseph, and then the very latter part of the Bible, of the book of Genesis, <clears throat> how that uh, God had mercy on Jacob and his family, praise God, for the mercy that he had on Jacob's family. Uh, I don't know how few find it. What did we find in the last chapter that we had studied? Genesis 38. Who was the uh, character that God revealed there? <clears throat> Who did God talk about? Genesis 38. Judah. What about him? What kind of a life did he live? What do we find about Judah? 
Genesis 38. <clears throat> Sinful, wicked, hypocrisy. Judah, a son, fourth son of Jacob. And God often does this. In the very next chapter, chapter 39, he brings about a picture of a beautiful character, purity, resistance to temptation, facing temptation but resisting it, and then even put into prison because he did right. Uh, quite a character, quite a contrast between Judah and Joseph. God does this at times. Later on in the Bible, well, we have it in Ishmael and uh, Isaac. We have it with Esau and Jacob, two contrasting characters, even with Cain and Abel, the very beginning of the Bible. Contrasting characters that he reveals which way are we going to take, which route. In, of, of what? The, yes, yes. With, within families. Yes. And later on we read of King Saul and David. And uh, well, we could even say of, of Jesus and Judah, uh, Judas. You know, contrasting characters in the same slot, especially in this, with families, in the same families. Again, it just shows choices. That's right, that's right. Now, what do you find <clears throat> in this lesson today? What kind of a character can we, I won't take time to read the lesson, but what kind of a character, as you glance down over these verses, was Joseph? Just some things that uh, are outstanding to you about this, and maybe even earlier, in ch chapter 37, when his life is introduced. That's right. Mm -hmm. He knew God. He knew God personally. He knew God's character. He knew what was right. Uh, some weeks ago, we had the IGO program was here, you know, remember? About 12 students, bless their hearts, and one girl gave a testimony. I don't remember her name, but it's kind of a revealing thing of today's young people and maybe even older ones. She said, you know, I had for a long time, I questioned God, or it was kind of the essence of it. Do you remember? She questioned God. She, she, she was unsure uh, of life herself. She seemed like she was unsure of her salvation. And you wanted me to do this, didn't you, Marilyn? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. What makes this, you know, she questioned God. She wondered about this. She wondered, had questions about this and that. And I thought about that a lot since. It didn't seem like Joseph had any questions. He grew up in a home. Likely <clears throat> his father was more uh, active at that time in teaching and perhaps his mother too, his mother didn't, well, his mother lived a little while, but uh, yeah, 
It just seemed like he knew, yes. What struck me was verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three or four times, yes. The Lord was with him. The Lord made him to prosper. God was with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Anything else about Joseph's character earlier and now? Well, like we said, apparently the Lord was with him, but look at verse 3. The master saw that the Lord was with him. Yes. That, that to me, mm -hmm. that was in, with interesting. Him being in a heathen country where they worshipped idols, he st still knew something about God, and he saw it in Joseph. And my question is, does he see it in us as we walk day by day in our land and on our place of work? Verse 3, the, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Now, that's very interesting. Joseph's witness was clear. I mean, clear, beautiful, clear, just as clear as a uh, blue sky. Uh, it was, it was, it was firm, and in uh, ready, ready. We don't read of anything when they put Joseph in the pit. Now it's likely that he talked to them, or the Bible does say that elsewhere. He talked with his brothers. He talked to them when they did this thing, but we don't read of anything of a bitterness in his life. Uh, perhaps the Lord, the Lord had res refrained from having that being written, but he didn't, don't write of anything. So it seemed like he had a good beginning, a good foundation. He, he perhaps heard the stories of Isaac, not of Abraham, probably wasn't living when Abraham was still living, but he certainly would have been in line with hearing those stories from his own dad and from, from Isaac himself. And... Uh, Yeah. If his father wouldn't have loved him and hated him like his brothers did, mm -hmm. then he would, would have not given him security. That's right. That's interesting. But mm -hmm. because his father loved him, that's what you're not security. It seems after Jacob heard from his brothers, from his son's lies, that. He was slain, butchered up, eaten probably by a wild animal. It seemed like Jacob became passive for a long time until he got to Egypt. He just sat back and, and grieved and became passive. In the midst of trial, we don't want to become that way. We want to still be vibrant for God. He kind of lost out. And then Judah went to sin what he did. And then he, here is a story of Joseph's, now these Ishmaelites and Midianites may have been the same strand of people. They sold him then to Egypt. So he was, the Ishmaelites were not Egyptians. So later on when this story unfolded of his brothers coming back, 
They had no idea that Joseph was even alive anymore. They sold him to the Ishmaelites. <laughs> Ishmaelites were people elsewhere, not in this setting of Egypt. Never had they even given it any thought, any thought that this was Joseph. It is an amazing story. If you just continue reading, if you were reading this again for the first time, Joseph's life. Well, anyway, thank you for that. The Lord was with him. The Lord made him prosper. God, uh, verse 5, notice that very latter part, the Lord was upon all that he that he had in the house and in the field. All right. <clears throat> now, his this master, Potiphar, apparently had a, a journey. He had some business elsewhere. Where he went must have been far. I don't know. A businessman he was, apparently. Quite a wealthy man. And uh, he had business. He left. And all that was left was Joseph being in charge with everything. Uh, how long a time do you think this was? You know, was it a good while from the time that he was purchased and then in the household and then that the Potiphar left the house? He was 17, we know that. But 28. I see. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. When he went to visit his brothers, yes. So it wouldn't have been too long afterward, I wouldn't think. Yeah. I don't know how long a lapse of time this was. That's interesting, yeah. A little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, a little sidetrack here. I, I really wonder, God sees all into this in our United States, what happened this, this past week. Could it be that God might have mercy on this country for a good while? And maybe the rapture isn't quite right now either. I don't know. Because there's salt around and wants more people to be saved. I don't know. And Only. Really mm hmm. Oh, yes. Mm hmm. It is wonderful to be thankful. It is a wonderful thing that more babies can be born. But still, think of all the judge. Someday, our United States and the world, other countries, will need to pay for the blood. Mm. I 
was just blessed. Mm -hmm. you know? And here she, when she was, I mean, I had heard about it, but I never read the story. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just went, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we were talking about Joseph's character. Is there anything else from this chapter? Maybe some more things that bless your heart from Joseph's character. Must have been a handsome person. Mm-hmm. That's right, a godly life. And right in that wicked, in that awful setting of this woman, day in, day out, and um, he was steadfast. He was obedient, we find that earlier, to his dad. And he was, he was, um, he kept God in the picture in everything and uh, in, in, earlier we read that there's no picture of re retaliation of Joseph to his brothers. Well, I guess he couldn't stand against the 11 men or 10 men, uh, cruel men as they were. Anyway, he kept, yes, God in the picture, always. He did, and that's what happened. God protected him. Exactly, right. Yes. Must have had a devotion toward God. Must have had prayers toward God, in God. Later on we read eight times, eight times, when his brothers first came, he forgave them. It says so. He wept. It doesn't say really he forgave. It says he wept. Eight times he wept. And each of those weepings was a result of his forgiving heart and forgiving spirit. What a picture. Now he was in Egypt. He was vice president of the land. He could have just rose up and had them all killed or all put in prison for a while like it did one. But no. He, here in this passage of scripture, what, uh, the, he was prosperous and even his, his master left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat and Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. It came to pass after these things, that is, verse 7, that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. What a, a picture. What a uh, setup. And she was persistent. I mean, this was not just one day, but day after day, when he went, he had to do his business, his chores, in the house, and she was around, day after day, day after day. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it could have been written otherwise, like it wasn't Judah's life. Now, I believe that it seems like when Judah said, your sin, he was talking about, uh, what was the lady's name again? 
um, said about her. She's, her sin is greater than me. Tamar, your, your sin is, my sin is greater than yours. My sin is great. It seemed like he made some type of a confession there. God was leading him toward repentance. It seemed like later Judah was the main speaker when his brothers came down for, to plead for Benjamin and pled for him. He was the main character, main speaker. And he was the, praise God, God's grace and mercy in Judah's life and in that family line is a royal family, it's the royal lineage, and not in Joseph, but in Judah. And God had mercy on him, and I think he had mercy on all the brothers, even though some did sin. But yeah, Joseph, God loves to put something like this in the Bible, that we can resist the devil. We can resist temptation. We can stand against it today. Uh, see, for, for women, We've talked about this already, Marilyn. Uh, what's the name of the type of books, the type of books that are a temptation for people to read sometimes, especially women? Um, love books. What do, you, what do you call them? Fiction, fiction, but I mean uh, novels. Fiction novels about love stories. The way, they, uh, the way they're... I don't, I don't read them. I've never read them. But uh, girls can be tempted. Girls can be tempted as well in the area of, of uh, pornography and so on. And it is Mel Stolzfus, who has for a long time taught at CBS, talks about this in his topics, that it's not just fair to talk about men all the time. Women have this problem too. And maybe right here in our own church. It could well be. Hidden thing, novels, fiction novels about love stories. It seemed That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Apparently she was, was, was Potiphar, did he have more than one wife? It's likely. We don't know. And didn't she, didn't he, didn't she get the attention from him? I don't know. But uh, she had uh, a strong, lustful desires that she couldn't handle under a setting like that. But Joseph could handle it by God's grace. Praise God. The story is different than the chapter before. Yeah, it could have been, like you said, Rachel, it could have been written differently. I mean, it could have been otherwise, but it wasn't. And God just loves to put things like this in the Bible for us. It is. Mm -hmm. And finally then the time came when when she just grabbed a hold of his, was in there one time and grabbed a hold of his coat and, and he le left it with her and ran out. Uh, Joseph didn't have the, the New Testament, did he? <laughs> First Timothy, flee temptation, run away from it. Well, Proverbs, he wouldn't have even had Proverbs yet. Yes, he did. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and God just puts in the Bible just as it is. He doesn't mince about it. 
we tend to become kind of shy about stuff, these kind of stories. But the Bible isn't. It's just not. It's Alan Lee used to say, I like that. He, that the Bible is, uses, the, God uses discretion in the scriptures. Um, you know, in the Bible, God uses discretion how to relate these type of matters of sexual things and so on. The Bible, God uses discretion and a sense of awe and chastity and purity. And that's the way this is written here, but it's just the way it is. Just, it's so, so common today, in our day. So flee temptation, run away from it, up and away. And then to think about our times and need a need to pray for all of us, not just young people, but I, I have a cell phone. And there for a while, I, I never did get uh, to understand exactly how to sh except block it off. Pictures, just all of a sudden, of a, about half a dozen women came up just like that. And I just blocked that away just every time. Just away from it. Away with it. Don't want it. All I would have had to do is just, had it always told Marilyn, all I would have had to do is just put a, you know, a couple bunch and said, uh, visit with us uh, and, uh, and uh, talk to us and uh, flirt, even flirt with us. I just, it doesn't come up anymore. I guess they got tired of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Purposed in his heart. He decided out ahead this is not going to be. And let's see, let's read those verses where that. And uh, but verse, in verse 8, that's beautiful. But he refused and said unto the master's wife, Behold, my master wanteth not or knoweth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath in my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. He knew the relationship of man and woman. He knew that marriage can, uh, seals this type of, it seals any other relationship. That belongs to them. And then what did he say? Let's just read that last phrase of verse 9 together, the last phrase there. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So he had a view of great wickedness, didn't he? And sin. Somehow he had a view of that. He knew that. See, these older, these older people weren't, they weren't dumb, were they? They were no dummies, were they? <laughs> of course not. No, she didn't, no. Mm -hmm. It says here, And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie with her or to be with her. He went to do his chores. He went to do them. And <clears throat> that was it. And it must have been, it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. There was none <clears throat> of the men of the house there with him. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. He knew, Joseph knew at this point that she is terribly desperate. He said, no, and left his garment with her. 
And then, the, of course, the sad part is that uh, she they kept this garment right there in the house. She's angry at him now. Now she's angry. Isn't that often how the way it goes in this type of human relationships? People that are like, uh, see, was it uh, David's daughter, Tamar, uh, and uh, Absalom, remember? Or uh, Abner, was, was it Abner? Uh, Absalom, no, Abner, yes. And uh, he hated, after Abner did that with Tamar, had a relationship with her, he hated her more than ever. He says he loved her so much, and now after it was over, he hated And that's often the way it goes. There's such a hatred, such a, it doesn't satisfy. Sad, sad. Yeah. And then she even told, verse 14, told uh, the men of the house, and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew uh, unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice, which was all lies. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. It came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. It came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And then let's just read the last verses there. Uh, uh, Barbara, do you want to read verse 20, and then Maryland verse 21, and so on, down to the end of the chapter? Verse And then the last verse. Isn't that interesting? Two years, well, no, he was a number of years. He yeah. was two years longer than he, when the butler and the baker were, when the butler was freed and the baker was killed. Yeah. Yes, yes. But as soon as he was in there, it seemed like the, they put trust in him. Yeah. The same character, yeah. stayed the same, steadfast. You know, he didn't, he didn't his character yeah. didn't flow, it didn't. Yeah, yeah, right. No.
character. In one verse I do want to let a little bit of prophecy here is that I was just reading in Acts chapter 7 about Stephen's message to the, to the rulers of that time. No, uh, not Stephen, but uh, yes, Stephen. Uh, and he says that, he talked about the story of Joseph. He said, after the second visit, he made himself known unto his brothers. It's a Jesus, Joseph being a type of Jesus Christ. After the second time, Jesus will make himself known to Israel. And that will be so. There's something yet coming, friends. This whole story uh, pans out into the great redemption story of God's blessing on Israel, that Israel will be a part, many Israelites will be a part to call upon him and be saved after the second time. Amen. God has a plan.
The attendance this morning was 119. Next Sunday's Sunday school lesson is Genesis chapter 40. Um, the new Sunday school schedule is posted. If you didn't get one of these, you can pick one up in the back. Uh, just a question. Can everybody read these? You don't have to be embarrassed to raise your hand. I, it's pretty tight print, but uh, I can print larger ones off if it's, if it's difficult. I just thought about it after I had them printed this morning. It might be a little small. Okay, there you go. Um, next Sunday's offering is was an unscheduled offering. It'll be going for Community Care Center. Most of you familiar with Community Care Center? Raise your hands. I think most of you are just a little bit about what it is. Up here in, in Intercourse at, uh, at some of you's school. That's where it's located. Um, Mom, do you have an idea how many staff are there? Mostly um, volunteer, right? As far as the staff side of things. And uh, Christina goes there. Does Tim go there? Yeah. And uh, anyway, they, they reach out to children with disabilities, um, physical, mental disabilities. Really good program. So this will be going for their operating expenses. Yeah, that, that's right. There, there's a lot of a lot of people um, putting a lot of energy and time into it, and I think in our church the disabilities are on the uh, the the moderate end, and yeah, yeah I, <laughs> if you know, you know as far as what Dave's saying, but you don't even have to experience to know that what what goes into taking care of a child with disabilities and uh, someone in a wheelchair or something like that. There's it can be your life, and so this is a, a great outlet. So, May I say yeah, go ahead. So Rachel was saying there was nothing available like this when uh, John Mark and Jay Wendell were living. And Dave said he wonders what they could do, what, what opportunities they would ha have had with this, with the technology that, that the care center is using. Yes. Community Care Center. Okay, I'll, I'll turn it over to the ministers and then they'll open it up for announcements.
Okay, so for further announcements, thank you, Tim, for that on the care center there. The other day I was driving up 340 and sat there at the lights for a little bit where the, uh, where the center is, and there was some young girls out there playing with these children. They were playing um, uh, cornhole, and I thought, well, that's a, that's a really good ministry. Thank you for that. Uh, Matt's family is camping this weekend, or he's camping with family. And as far as announcements, I don't think I have anything additional from what's in the bulletin. Is there any uh, announcements from the floor this morning still? You had something, Doug? Go ahead. Um, so the, as you see in the bulletin, John Irvin and I planned a men's meeting for July 6th. And the, plan, the uh, goal is to have a, a, men, sorry, a panel discussion with some of the older men sharing some of their thoughts on things that have somewhat changed over the last 40 years. Um, so it's, it's supposed to be an interact, interaction, but um, to, to help us to think about you know, some of the benefits or, or even um, disadvantages of things that have sort of changed, idea, mindsets, whatever. So if you have anything that you'd like to see addressed, please you know, send myself or John Irvin a question, and we'll make sure it gets addressed in the men's meeting. Uh, okay, so they're going to be setting up in the foyer in the back for the for the men's meetings. <clears throat> Any others? Okay, let's spend some time seeing. Maddie, I'm sorry. I think George was going to make an announcement. I had told him. To George, yeah, go ahead, George. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Copies of the heartbeat of the running. So feel free to 